What is up? I am Miguel Antonio, and this is the Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And on today's episode, we have singer and songwriter and performer, Nicole Springer. Nicole is a singer, songwriter, and band leader with powerhouse vocals and captivating original music. Her zeal for music and for growing her business is matched by her focus on making a difference in her community through tangible ways of helping local charities. Nicole breaks down some of her unique strategies for thriving in the music industry, and she also shares her story of healing from trauma that stemmed from being kicked out of her home for coming out as gay at 19 years old. And she also shows how finding that healing has fueled her songwriting with the hopes of empowering many others. She has so much humor, so much wisdom to share. I know you guys are going to love this episode. The Live and Create Podcast. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> it's all good. So oh. you you are definitely an inspiring artist here in Kansas City. Like I see what you're doing. Uh, we met at middle of the map uh, a while back now, uh, but then just following you online, I'm like, man, this chick is hustling. Like you're doing so many great things, and you got powerhouse vocals, all these things. Uh, and but I'm curious, you know, like so for so many of us, uh, the COVID affected us a ton, uh, but. It, you had all these creative ways to to keep building your business and keep getting out there. I, I was looking at like the telegrams and those kind of things. I was just curious what what inspired you to to pivot during COVID and uh, where did some of those ideas come from? Yeah, well, you know, like like everyone else, when the pandemic hit, everything stopped. It wasn't just the gigs that stopped or <laughs> the opportunities. Um, it was life and it was a cold, hard look at you know, where are you going in your life now that it's stopped and you have to look at it. And, um, you know, it took a couple of months to kind of like process this world, this new reality, but um, it became clear that I, I wasn't giving up my music, not after everything I've been through. I wasn't giving that up if I, if I didn't have to, I was going to find a way um, to make it work one way or another. And so after about a month of just processing and trying to get my mental health on the track that it needs to be in a whole new world <laughs> um, and just playing music and trying to stay sane in that way. Yeah. I came up with the virtual singing telegrams. Um, I wanted to contribute to my family. That was a, that's a big part of me, um, my family, my home. And um, I wanted to provide, I wanted to help with that. So singing telegrams came to my mind covers are something that you know, I do regularly all the time and I love right. singing. I, so I, <laughs> I don't, I know. Yeah. You and I are like, sometimes we switch weekends places and I'm like, oh, there's Miguel. It's, He's so a true. <laughs> it's true. And that's great because that means we're, we have work and that there's places supporting music, but, um, but you had to get creative at first, you know, around April of last year. Um, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know when shows are going to be back like ever. <laughs> so um, just came up with an idea to make a, you know, some extra cash and try to lift some spirits. And it ended up being just a really emotional powerful experience. I learned some new music and then I just got even better at guitar and singing and it just became about the craft. And um, thankfully I have, you know, somebody in the music community who just who's kept booking me through the pandemic, giving me regular gigs at places like Casey Wine Company and stuff like that. And so it just kept me moving. And I, there's a Martin Luther King quote, and I'm not going to get it right, but it's something like, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl. So I was crawling, <laughs> but I was moving, you know, <laughs> I was moving. And sometimes that's, that's the best you can do. And that's enough on those days. Right. So 
Yeah. No, I feel you. I, I think so many of us, I know for myself, I, it took a, a while. I, I've shared in a lot of my interviews where like when it first happened, I just spent a lot of time drinking and smoking, you know, really healthy, healthy choices and just trying to take in what the hell is going on at this yeah. point. Um, and then, yeah, it's like figuring out what's what's each next step that you can take. And um, yeah. and you so you you had talked about in there that you've been you've been through too much to quit. And I know mm -hmm. uh, part of your story is that there was a season where you did hang up music uh, for a mm -hmm. little bit. And I was curious uh, if you could unpack a little bit of what that season of your life looked like for you. Yeah, well, you know, you don't heal when you don't address things. Um, if you don't process your trauma, if you stow it away, it doesn't leave. <laughs> In fact, it infiltrates your future and it manifests things that correlate with the sadness that you feel, the pain you feel, the, the way you feel about yourself. So yeah, music had, I just had been manifesting great opportunities, but also a lot of misery, a lot of self-doubt um, and, and just some collaborators that, you know, we just weren't on the same page. Nothing seemed to be matching because I wasn't right here. <laughs> if you're not right here, it doesn't matter. I wasn't enjoying anything. And frankly, I haven't really enjoyed it until recently. Um, very, I had to unpack my stuff. So I took a break for a year and a half. I kept making music, believe me, I was writing nonstop, but I didn't play a show. <laughs> I didn't part of you. <laughs> yes. Gotta, gotta it was for it me. Keep going out. Well, it has to be, I mean, I always make it about other people. Like I'm making music to help others. I'm making music to heal. I'm making music to prove myself, but am I ever making music for myself? And I had to understand that music is there for me to heal. I've really have been using it as that, but I haven't given myself the, the, the credit for that of like, you're pulling yourself out of this now through your music. And that's huge. And you need to recognize what you're doing, like, and what it means for you, because if you hate yourself, if you don't recognize what this song means to you or how it's helped you, then how is anybody else supposed to, you know, uh, really appreciate what you're doing if you feel terrible all the time? So for a year and a half, I just wrote for myself and I don't know what I was doing. It's a fog. I don't, I hardly remember, I hardly remember that time in my life. And um, in 2019, I, I had to make some big moves. So when I was, you know, long story short, when I was 19, I was thrown out and dealt with, um, housing instability and, you know, on the brink of poverty and uh, for being gay, um, I was disowned and I never processed that stuff. It, that was a six year stint of just absolute terribleness and torment and terrible things. Right. And I never, I just jumped into music and I just jumped into a job and I jumped into relationships and anything I could do to run away from facing like the reality. So I keep stuffing it away, essentially like so deep, man. So deep down to where I'm still uncovering these stones. I'm like, oh my God, that's why I, that's why I think that's why I have these patterns, these habitual hmm. things that I say and do to myself um, from trauma instead of, cause I didn't process it. So 2019, I cut ties with the person in my family who was my enemy from the beginning. And I wrote a song called hell and released that as a single and from there, I just played free shows. I busked. I did everything I could do. <laughs> you know, like you, you got you got that hustler in you. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, I felt like I had to pay my dues. I mean, I've been doing music in this town for a decade, but I still felt like I had to pay my dues. That's how little my self-worth is. And so my music now is about building yourself up. It's about overcoming. It's about not even looking back anymore, just completely right. moving forward. And that's the only way I ever want to live my life ever again. 
Now, this, this is going to be a, a weird transition, I think. But uh, do you know the movie Central Intelligence uh, with uh, Kevin Hart and The Rock? I'm, I'm kind of showing, like, the kind of movies I like right here. Wow. I like a wide breath. like. But <laughs> there's a scene where The Rock is talking to Kevin Hart, and he's like, the Kevin Hart's talking about, like, his emotions and, and like, expressing him. The Rock's like, you know what I do? I just stuff them deep, deep down in my heart, and I keep pushing and pushing until I don't think of them anymore. Yep. And I, I, the reason I say that scene is because I, in that moment, I was like, I feel that. I feel like, like <laughs> well, in hearing you talk about, like, the where you had talked about, like, getting kicked out to in, when you're 19, and and it's how you went to all these different things but not dealing with it like i was like i know that that mm -hmm. stuffing down uh for you was it did it all just eventually kind of overflow before the break or was it uh someone that came along and noticed it mm -hmm. and said hey uh here's some things to work on what like what was it that really kind of i guess broke for you to say no i'm gonna yeah. start working on this thing right well i mean i met my wife uh, Beth when in 2014 and that was the miracle of my life um, somehow all of my anguish and torment I I manifested the best thing to ever happen to me you know <laughs> um, so but it was still that was 2014 it took me till 2019 so five years of having the most love support understanding you could ever want but it didn't matter because I didn't feel it for myself so in 2019 yeah I finally just I remember the night I, Beth was asleep and I was out in the living room and it was three in the morning and I was depressed and felt terrible. And I picked up my phone and looked up for a therapy app and I found one called Talkspace. And hmm. I did that for about three months and that gave me all the tools I needed to really take it day by day, give myself grace and let life unfold in a way that's healthy and happy, you know? As That's much amazing. as it can be. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Ther therapy, music, love. I mean, those, all of those things I needed. And I, I, I always had music, but again, you have to put yourself as a priority. You know, you have to care about yourself, especially in the music industry. <laughs> you can't be like God, still yeah. hating. They will pick up on that. They will see that, <laughs> you know? And then the wrong people come in and they're like, oh, this girl is so self-deprecating. Let's. Right. <laughs> like we, can like we, can take, we can leverage this. We can do this. Yeah, yeah, we can take advantage of this. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, not not everybody. I've worked with some amazing people. Um, Absolutely. But, you know, yes, that's true. But, I, yeah. but there there is but a I lot brought of people it in. who want to take advantage. Of, yeah. Of artists and who they are, especially like you say, in the moment they see that weakness, they want to capitalize yes. on it. Like I've we've been through broken contracts and all sorts of bullshit of yeah. like of litigation that showed that people didn't care about you. They cared about the money and what they could leverage out of you. And that's hard, but yes, luckily there are people <laughs> um, that, that have that, but it's cool. Cause I feel like, like you said, it's almost like this. And I know in my own person, I I've dealt for a long time with OCD and depression. And I remember like the counseling was kind of a big thing for me. I remember driving to the counseling place and driving in the parking lot. And then I drove away. And it literally mm -hmm. took me a whole other year to drive back in that same parking lot and then finally go in. Uh, it's like it was wow. just that long process. But it wasn't just the, the counseling. It was kind of what I hear even in your story, too. It's like I had I started having community around me, like people who love me, who care me. It's like you could kind of feel almost like people need to feel safe enough to even start dealing with their shit in a way. I don't know if that's kind of how you felt. I, I don't know. Absolutely. Like I, like I, it really took me cutting. I had to set boundaries is such an important thing to me now. You know, I'm 
somebody who with I had an eating disorder since 14, body dysmorphia. I, I was a smoker. I, I have an alcohol issue. That's why I haven't been drinking for four months now. Um, boundaries are hard. Boundaries are hard for me. Um, so really I had to set boundaries with the people in my life and say goodbye to the ones that couldn't respect those boundaries. And it was only when I set those boundaries that I had the space and the time to put myself at the front for, for the first time in my life, you know, and yeah. There's just, there is a lot, but that's why therapy is so great. And that's why I'm a huge uh, supporter of mental health, healthcare for all, but also mental health care, because half of our problems on <laughs> society could be helped if we could just talk about things, if we could just Absolutely. unload and, and find a healthy way to process the trauma we've been through. Because we've all, we all have our trauma, you know, let's, let's right. sort it out. Let's be free. That's what it's about. Well, and I know a lot of artists listen to this podcast and it seems like in our world, it's that constant hustle, the thing that we love. And it seems like that's what you love. Cause it, from what I can tell following you, it's like, it, you just exude it. You're like, I'm going to play on the street corner. I'm going to do telegrams and do corporate shows. I'm going to do original music. And it's like, that is kind of who a lot of us are. We're built that way. So it's yeah. easy to just run past all that. And it's easy to not draw those boundaries as well. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's a huge thing. I know for my own uh, really even in this last year, uh, going through similar things where people who were toxic, uh, that all too often held on to had to let go and say, you're no longer allowed there. And it's a, I think that's such a hard discipline, but <laughs> a, a powerful one. Very. Powerful. I mean, when I cut the, this parent, this family member out of my life, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. You, you know, this was a person that I forgave over and over, even after throwing me out and making my life a living hell for six years, I still couldn't set a boundary because I was afraid. And fear is a huge part of what stops us from so many things, right? But um, if you can just muster that strength, if you have just enough love and support in your life to be able to, to put yourself first, you will set the boundary and it will change your life. And then you can put that boundary in anything that you need to, because you deserve to say what can and can't be a part of your life, your time and your space. You owe no one nothing. You do not need to sacrifice yourself for anything. So hmm. it's empowering. <laughs> and I'm trying, that that. I'm trying to write about that and, and put that message out here in the future really soon. So yeah, that's, yeah, it is just hearing you say it. It's like, oh man, <laughs> it is. It's so powerful. Um, your song, I, I think I'm going to mess up the title. I, I never want to be a bitter woman or I'm never. Yeah, gonna I, I'll never be a bitter woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never be a bitter woman. Yeah. Uh, one phenomenal song, phenomenal Thanks. performance. Um, but honestly, like me personally, like I'm saying, not to go deep into my story, but there's a lot of things that I'm processing of communities that I've had to leave of people I've had to leave behind and and I'm constantly battling like anger and bitterness and those things so hearing that song even though I'm not even a woman <laughs> it, it like inspired it, it it inspired me encouraged me to like keep going keep keep mm. processing through that uh what was it that that started you in writing that song what did it come out of this last year I'm not sure when you released it yeah. or did it come out of that season where the the break for you Right. Well, number one, I wish I would have just called the song I'll Never Be a Bitter Human because I don't, it was never my intention to limit who that song could reach. So I'm glad it, you felt it. Well, anyways, I think it, but, I think it did because yeah. it, it did not <laughs> hinder yeah, my connection I, to it at all. I just should, <laughs> I know. And that was way before I understood boxes that we put ourselves in, even in our songwriting sometimes, right? It's like, I'll never right. be a bitter woman. And it's like, well, you'll just never be bitter. How about that? You'll never be a bitter person. You don't have to box yourself into 
and label yourself constantly. But anyways, uh, 2020 has changed a lot of things, <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> I'll never be a bitter woman. I wrote in 2019 and I mean, I've never talked about it. Um, but I, yeah, I suffered, um, a sexual violation, um, and manipulation and, and often harassment from someone I collaborated with in music. Um, and it destroyed me. Um, and it stayed with me. And so I wrote bitter woman five years after I cut ties with that person. And I was still bitter about it. I was real mad, Whew, really mad because I never felt like I got, I, I just felt like it just happened. And I was the one left to suffer with it. And the rest of the world keeps going, you know, and right. I, and it's also just such a sensitive subject, you know, up until me too, it's like, nobody talks about these things. And, um, mm -hmm. so I found a way to write, write about it, to heal with it without being too specific and just kind of talking uni more universally about somebody who you think, you know, who you don't, who spins, you know, turns your whole world upside down with that. But at the same time, understanding you're never going to let that eat away at you and tear you down. And, um, I had to, you know, I, I wasn't being impeccable with my word when I wrote it, but I wrote it so I could then believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it became, it became, it was a pep talk and then it became an anth an anthem, you know? So <laughs> you're like, I'm not here, but I know where I want to be. Yes. And you have to fake it till you make it was like my phrase for like years, fake it till you make it. Even if I don't believe what I'm saying, you have to make yourself pretend like you can to get, to maybe get there someday. That was just my dream is to not be bitter and I'm not bitter. Not at all. That's awesome. So that, that <laughs> led the way. And it, it sounds yeah. like writing, I know for writing for me as well, it sounds like probably for you, it, it can be that therapy process. Um, and I'm curious for you, what does your process look like right now? Are you like, like, for example, right now, I'm more of a regimented, like, here's the hours I'm going to write, or here's the hours I'm going to do some co-writes. And, and that's how it works. I know some people have different flows, like what's your flow look like for yeah. writing? Well, I mean, it's evolving all the time um, because things have changed so much. Um, I need to start scheduling it more because I'm so busy and that's a good thing, but um, definitely have to make time for it. Uh, at this point, I kind of just write when I'm inspired, but uh, most recently, like my single that I'm going to be releasing soon, it, I've been scheduling a monthly co-write with a friend. His name is David Hill. He's a songwriter out of Nashville. Um, he's pitched songs to Garth Brooks and him and I, pit, we pitched our first song in the industry to a, <clears throat> a band called Taylor Red, their country trio, five, uh, okay. five, million, five million followers on, on, uh, <laughs> on TikTok. They didn't, they didn't, they passed, the manager loved it, but they didn't uh, pick it up. But so that's like once a month for my co-writes. Awesome, it's amazing. It's, it's blown my mind. My new single, he co-wrote with me on that as well. And um, so it's just, I try to get it in as often as I can. I don't schedule it because I can't, I've never been able to work like that really. Mm -hmm. It's all about inspiration and create a flow and just letting it come when it comes. But as of course we wanna be working songwriters. So you have to like, <laughs> you can't just wait for a month for like, oh, I'm not inspired. You have to like make the inspiration come sometimes. So it's flexible right now, but I, I do need to get a schedule cause I'm trying to build this as a real original music business um, with my wife and, and my new partner, Rick Gordon. So, I'll, I'll let you know when with the schedule, if that works for me. <laughs> that's awesome that you're pitching stuff already yeah. and, and doing that. So, and you have, are you doing a full length? You're getting ready to work, work on your own full length album, right? Oh boy, it's evolved. So at the beginning of the year, I was working on a full length 
um, about a month ago, I was working on a, on a home recording EP. And now okay. I'm having it, I'm working on my single, having that produced and recorded by Rick Gordon. Um, he worked in New York uh, with Monument Records, uh, Willie Nelson, Roy Orbison, and he's absolutely incredible. A few decent names. <laughs> a few decent names. And he, 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 he works at Belmont. He's a professor at Belmont University in uh, Nashville. Okay. He, ta he takes an interns for A&R and he's- nice. But the, the kindest person I've ever met that has, he really is investing in me. He believes in me. And so, so the goals have changed. So we're, we're making the single, it's the most intense creative recording process I've ever had in my life. And it's opening up everything in me that I've shut down. <laughs> so, um, so, but next we're next, he wants, uh, he wants me to send him my next five songs to polish up and we'll see what happens, but I'm really hoping That's to get awesome. it. Yeah. Somebody, when somebody believes in you, it can just, that, that understands the industry understands music on that level. It just, it's really validating and I needed it. My heart needed that. So hopefully an album, at least the single first, and then we'll see where that, where, what happens next. I, right. woof, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny. Cause I remember uh, my last band, uh, we were called run with it and yeah. there was a band, uh, our, our first album, I really wanted the full length thing. That's what I wanted. So I kept pushing it. And yeah. actually the producer we were working with tried to talk me out of it. I was like, no, no. He's like, why don't you try to scale it back and do something really, really, really well? And uh, and I was like, no, no, we're going to do this. And then I yeah. ended up not liking the product we had <laughs> at the end because I just oh. pushed it through. Yeah. And so we came back to record again. And uh, he was like, hey, you going to listen to me this time? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. <laughs> And let's do it better. I don't know if that's the same conversations you had, but it sounds oh. like maybe that was some of the same process. Cause yeah. I was laughing as you were sharing it. I was like, I remember having that, that conversation with Josh where he's like, maybe you should do less and we'll do more on it. It'll be cool. <laughs> right. I mean, it's weird as a musician hearing that without understanding the, the inside of a producer, you know, it's like, what do you mean? Why are you, why, why only one song? Like I have yeah, these all, these are all songs. my songs. These yeah. are, we, yeah. they need to be in the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. I have great songs, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's what, yeah, I, yeah, I'm the same. I was the same exact way. I'm like, I need to get out as much music as I can. And I don't know that that's necessarily the right direction, but I'm also a person with a lot of anxiety. So for me, this is great. It's great to scale it back and say one thing at a time. It's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to really put your heart and soul into this thing, one thing at a time, you know, and build it. It's, you know, I mean, you can't just get where you want to go. It doesn't just happen like that. And I've had to It'd be learn nice if it did, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm like, I'm 35 years old and, you know, you know, Rick, my producer is like, all right, we, you know, we got to get your plan together. You got to, you know, make, figure out where you want to be in five years. And, and, yeah. you know, without the, having the anxiety of that, like, can I think that far ahead without being anxious about it? And I think when you, you know, just care about what you're doing one day at a time and really put yourself into it, you know, you're going to get there. You're, you're manifesting it. You're doing it. So just sit back, enjoy the ride, take care of you. And um, I, I mean, this song, at least for me now, yeah, scaling it back and working on this one song, it's the best song I've ever made, period. Um, and awesome. we're not even, we're not even done with it. So, and I'm being honest, like that's impeccable with my word. And so it's, it's worth it to just, you know, take your time, breathe. So <laughs> and that's gotta, that's gotta be a good feeling too. Knowing right off the bat, like, yes, I, I feel confident about this. Yeah. Because confidence is what's always been missing. I don't know. I probably exude confidence. I've always, I, I mean, I'm being really vulnerable with you right now, but I feel like I've been a sad clown in a way um, throughout my life because like I said, 
just a lot of unaddressed things. And um, it's, I just learned, I mean, I'm a great actress, you know, I've been, I did musical theater. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems good. like maybe the people who, who are dealing with the stuff, that's where we gravitate to. I went to drama, I went to music and the stage and because I could hide there. and then, Get me and out so... of my real life, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I want to become anything other than what I am. But the fact is like, there is, there's a person here. There's a whole person that wants to come out and um, you deserve to just be yourself for a change. Stop trying to be someone else. And that's the other things. I feel like this is the most honest song I've ever been a part of. I, it's just, it is me. There's no, nothing in between the lines. There's no put on and the confidence is, it's also accompanied with a humbleness. Like I'm very grateful and I don't take anything for granted, you know? So it's just exciting to be in this place. And every musician, every artist deserves to just be at peace with themselves so they can make the, the best art for them, you know? And then the bonus is that you get to share it and maybe it, hel it helps somebody else. I mean, wow, that's what we all should want, right? <laughs> that's awesome. Well, and I know, I know for us, as we scaled things back, it's like the first full length thing we did didn't really amount to much for us. So we released it, some people listened to it. Um, and then we scaled things back. Uh, we ended up doing five songs on an EP. Uh, mm -hmm. and took like, I mean, we did full demo rough drafts. Like they sounded like a full album, but it was just the demo. Uh, <laughs> and it took months and months and months. And then, then we actually went in and recorded everything once we had, once we did the demo and had it, everything lined up. And right. it, honestly it was that, and it, it was even out of those five songs, it was, there was one particular song that, that kind of hit for us. And it was that one thing, uh, that catapulted us forward, opened so many doors and it's crazy that how much that process you're going through paid off for us. Um, and it's what I'm even thinking through as I, I take my next steps in my own career. Yeah. I'm starting to work on some new music, got releases coming up, re-releases of some of that stuff that we had to take down. But then, but yet now I'm already dreaming, got some rights mm -hmm. next week where I'm like, what's it gonna look like? Uh, and so it's an encouragement to hear you say that. It's like, hey, remember that, Miguel? Just slow down. Cause I want to put it all out there again. <laughs> Dude, we are like kindred spirits on that. I'm the same way. And and you have to learn to pull back. You know, I'm also like with social media doesn't help that, right? It's like no post and like I have to look like this and do this and selfie and do like yeah. 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 All, yeah. Every day. You know? It doesn't help anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, it's like just surrender to the process, trust yourself pay attention. You know, of course I'm still, I, I look at your social media. I look at everybody's. I'm like, what's, what's, what are they doing? You know, it, but it doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to, you're, it's not a comparative. It's not like, Oh, Miguel's doing this so much better than me. It's that's cool. What Miguel's doing now, what can I do similarly to that? That's me too. Cause we're all learning from each other and social media is constantly changing. So I, we just have to trust ourselves and that's amazing. And I'm looking forward to hearing what all you're doing, but um, enjoy the process, man. And it's, it's gonna, Gotta it's gonna come into it. Yeah, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be exactly what you want if you just, you know, let yourself enjoy it. <laughs> well, and that social media thing, I mean, it's the constant, you know, burn. Like for our band, that was a big deal. Uh, <sighs> that opened up so many doors. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like such a stressor sometimes. And I, uh, do you listen to Gary Vee at all? I, uh, mm -mm. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he's a business writer, but Ooh. I love his stuff. Um, but yeah, it's at Gary Vee, anything. And mm -hmm one thing that encouraged me and I've been trying to start doing more of where he's like, quit posting just to get likes post mm -hmm. for what you want to be remembered for. And like mm -hmm. this concept of legacy, even down to my songwriting, trying to think, um, I shared in a former podcast, uh, a guy named Keelan Donovan, uh, which uh, he's a brilliant songwriter. 
uh, if you get a chance to listen to that one, uh, there was some great stuff he had as he's learned. Like he works for uh, Big Yellow Dog and was one of their staff writers there in Nashville and mm. the processes he learned. But anyways, we were talking about cool. that concept of writing, writing music. Like I have four boys. And so when writing music that when I die and they're leaving my funeral and they listen to my mm. music, what are they going to be inspired by? And mm. and so it's like that is keeps funneling through like almost everything I'm doing. Sometimes that takes the stress away. Sometimes it actually adds more stress. I'm like, just chill the fuck out and like just post something fun. Like it doesn't, have, you know, so it's like you think it helped, but then, yeah, then I found a way to make it a bigger stressor. <laughs> I mean, I think artists can turn anything if you're going to be like me. So the best opportunity can come to me and I will pick through and find what I can be anxious about with it. Right. Right. <laughs> How could this go wrong? Or, you know, I find, a, yeah, I find something to worry about with it because I just, I want to be realistic. I've always wanted to be realistic, not optimistic, realistic, but right. watch yourself because when you're, when you go below that line and you become pessimistic, you start to plant those seeds and, mm -hmm. and you water them with every negative thought and every negative interaction and doubt. And like I said, I welcome bad things into my life that way, no matter how good the opportunities were, if, if it's the wrong person, if it's the wrong time, if it's the wrong thing, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so plant, <laughs> plant good thoughts in your head. And then, you know, you can just approach everything with that warmth of like, my kids are going to be inspired by this someday. You know, right. what a beautiful thing, what a beautiful thing to, to use, to, to motivate you. That's amazing. I love that. That's good. That's <laughs> awesome. Now you've, you've mentioned uh, this word manifest several times. I'm curious what that what that word means to you? Well, we have a lot of power. Um, we're connected to the universe. We're one with the universe. We are the universe. So knowing that, that is fact, then there, we must have power because the, the universe is powerful and it we are part of it. So what you exude, what you put out there, how you feel about yourself, how you carry yourself, all of these things uh, pave the way for you. They pave your path. So I'm not saying that if you have the most positive mindset in the world, that that means you're going to make a million dollars next year. <laughs> That's not what it's <laughs> well, about. Well, damn, I thought I was I about to do that. I was like going to run out. Right, and, right. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if that's your goal to make a million dollars next year, it's amazing. But let me know that plan because I'll probably try to follow it. Um, <laughs> but if that's what's your driving force, then I don't know. Where is your head at? Like, what are you, how are you, what are you manifesting in that attempt to just make money? Like, I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's important what you think and how you feel about yourself because manifest, you are creating your future. And instead of overthinking the future, why don't you just create your future right now by taking care of yourself, being healthy, being creative. And, and I, like, I start, I started out my morning today with self affirmations, you know, like you're worthy of where you are today. doesn't matter if it's perfect, you're whole, you know, like <laughs> I will start my morning at my wife and I were just going, Good. Sorry, back and forth, just, you know, and so anyways, I believe that manifests energy and it manifests your path. So I just feel really strongly about that. That's cool. I, I try to start a lot of my days, but usually I start the days in the gym and then after I come back home, because if I try to do anything that I sit down, I'll just fall right back asleep. But, oh, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, the journaling and then I have, uh, I think of them almost as like, like mantras in a way of things mm -hmm. that I try to remind myself of and I've, I feel like that's been a helpful thing for me to keep a good perspective. So, so I feel you on that, just kind yeah. of revisiting those things. Yeah. And the four agreements, four, not eight, four. <laughs> if you are, don't know the, you don't know the four agreements. What, what okay. are four agreements? I don't. Yes. These are the rules of my life, period. And I don't have to question them and I just rely on them, period. And it's, it's changed my life, but it's um, be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Don't take things personally and do your best. That's it. That's awesome. 
do those four things. And I promise you, you will make progress in your life in ways you've never experienced. And just check it out, the four agreements on online. And just, um, it's made me, it's just made me who I should have always been, honestly. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm serious. Well, <laughs> well, the time is flying on there. We got yeah. two more oh. questions. I wanted sure. to leave some time for those. <laughs> this is great stuff though. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for the vulnerability as well. Um, I know some of these things aren't easy to talk about. So thank you for sharing. Okay. Um, the, so the idea live and create, uh, I like to end with the two questions. So right now in your life, how would you define living a great life? I would define living a great life as making yourself a priority and treating others with the same compassion that you would want to treat yourself. Um, I just think our human interactions, uh, create the kind of life that we live. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. And then what was the second one? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, that, oh, that was all I'll that. get to the second one. Yeah, oh, okay, got it, got it. I'll, I'll break them down. So yeah, I, I mean, to live to, the way to live my life is, is yeah, is compassion and love and um, yeah, creativity. It, that's perp. That's the perp. My purpose is just how I treat myself and how I treat others. And if I, that's my foundation. And anything else after that is bonus and icing on the cake. So be good well, to yourself. <laughs> it's interesting that you say, like, make yourself a priority and then treat other people the same way you would want to be treated. It's like yeah. to make yourself a priority is the essential piece because yes. you can never treat people well. And yeah. I, I think that's really interesting the way that you phrase that. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I believe it. So <laughs> <laughs> I do, um, man. And then the last question uh, right now, how would you define creating great things? I would define creating great things as being uh, vulnerability leads to cre uh, creating great things and being open uh, leads to creating great things. Being honest, um, me abiding by the four agreements leads to creating great things. So taking care of your mental health. I know I keep bringing that up, but I'm telling you like that's just, though. it's everything because this is, this is, this is where I'm at. My life isn't out there. Your life isn't out there either. It's right here. So to create, to be the best creator, to create the things that really mean something to you, you have to care about yourself and take care of yourself. And at the end of the day, that's really what I'm going to be singing about a lot and writing about a lot because I don't know what else there is to sing about <laughs> right now than to try to encourage, you know, than to embrace my embrace self-love and, and compassion. And then to try to encourage other people to do the same because there's a lot of hurt out there. So to create good things, you have to have a foundation of love for yourself and others. And that's just the foundation of everything I do now. I love it. That's awesome. Um, can you, remind everyone what the four agreements are just one more time as they're listening. Yes. I'd love to, I'd love to. <laughs> the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Just be honest. Don't take things personally. It's not, not, you don't have to do that. Don't make assumptions because you don't know if that's what they really think. It's not true. And four, just do your best always, whatever that looks like, even if you're just crawling, that's your best, do it. It's enough. That's it. Boom. 
uh, hopefully that encourages others. I needed to hear that and let everyone know how to find your music and all that. I'll, obviously, I'll, I'll add links in uh, to it, but let them know here as well. Sure. Yeah, you can go to my website, NicoleSpringerSings.com and on all the social medias at Nicole Springer Sings. You can find my schedule, my music and, and everything else I'm doing there. I'm on Patreon at Nicole Springer Sings, too, if you'd like to support me there. Awesome. Well, thanks for making the time. That was awesome. Thank you, Miguel. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create podcast.